Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 85 of the All or Something Living Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about three ways that you unknowingly self-sabotage. So do you ever find yourself struggling to follow through with a goal, and maybe you know it's because you're holding yourself back for whatever reason? Sometimes the fear of failure or even the fear of success can cause you to do some sneaky, covert things that get in your own way. So sneaky, in fact, that you may not even realize it. So there are some obvious forms of self-sabotage, such as procrastination, but are you aware of the not-so-obvious ways that you do this? In this podcast episode, I'm going to help you become more aware of a few less obvious forms of self-sabotage so that you can learn to get out of your own way and become more consistent in reaching your goals. This podcast is sponsored by the All or Something Lifestyle Crash Course. If you love and benefit from this podcast, then you are really going to love this course. So for just $27, you can learn the ins and outs of how you can finally get out of your own way and become unapologetic about your life's visions and desires. The crash course is divided into four short modules. In the first module, I'll break down how you can stop chasing external validation and find the confidence within yourself to complete any important goal that you set. Module two is all about learning how to have such a deep, fulfilling relationship with yourself that you quit living for the when and you start living for the now. In module three, you'll discover why you likely experience binges and strong cravings when it comes to food and how to set goals to nourish your body without feeling the need to be perfect or restrict or diet all the time. And finally, in module four, you'll learn how to show up more consistently for yourself your relationships, your professional life, and more. I'll teach you how you can build flexible routines that allow you to be productive while still honoring down days. You'll finish each day feeling accomplished and proud of yourself. With each module, you get a PDF worksheet, and I've even included an emergency self-care kit for times when you feel burnt out or tired. You can access the course anytime, anywhere, and watch the videos with slides if you're a visual learner, or listen as you complete other tasks if you're more of an auditory learner. To sign up, click the link in the show notes or visit laurenkepler.com and go to the courses tab. Hope to see you in there. Alrighty, so the first way that you are unknowingly self-sabotaging is assuming that you already know something. One of the most unhelpful phrases that you can say is, I already know that. And you might incorrectly think that you do really understand what something means and what you do when you um, aren't willing to maybe see it from a different perspective or learn something new or just hear somebody out is that you close yourself off, off from learning the truth. And I personally am a recovering know-it-all, so I'm guilty of this probably more than anything. This is probably one of the biggest ways that I self-sabotage. And sometimes, I don't know what it is, but I, um, I have this fear 
of of learning something that's like that's new um because then I would have to change my beliefs which is weird because I'm like openly okay with changing my beliefs based on new information you know I believe that our our um I believe our beliefs should be evolving but you know, I always believe that there's room to learn more, but sometimes like something within me hesitates and I'm like, Oh, I'm not sure if I'm willing for my thoughts to be challenged right now. And so I always have to remind myself to just relax. The other thing that stops me and I think keeps me, um, being a know-it-all is sometimes I have felt that my worth is tied to how much I know or my ability to, be able to be seen as competent. And so if I admit that I don't know something, I can feel that I am viewed as being less competent than I really am. And I don't like feeling that way. And I mean, those are things that I know aren't our behaviors or feelings that don't serve me. So I, um, I recognize that it is something that I just have to notice when it shows up and decide to, put my ego on the back burner and say, it's all right, Lauren, like people can teach you something new. You don't have to be the one to teach everybody everything, you know, and that goes back into our habit to want to be perfect is it can be hard to admit like that you don't know something if you are tied to the, um, the image of being perfect. So a great example of people falsely assuming that they already know something was this last month when the topic of racism blew up. And I saw this a lot that so many people got defensive when they heard the term racist or white privilege or Black Lives Matter. And what I was noticing based on the way that they were talking about these terms is that they clearly had an incorrect understanding of what it meant. And their incorrect understanding was actually holding them back from learning anything new and being able to say, okay, I was wrong in my understanding before, but now I see. And so now I'm able to grow and I'm able to move forward and I'm no longer holding myself back from these preconceived notions of something. So being when you're unwilling to dive deeper into your understanding of something, it can hold you back from making progress not only in your professional life, but in your personal life as well. So it can stop you from deepening your relationships, understanding somebody important in your life better, like truly understanding why they do certain things that they do. Uh, Maybe it can hold you back from getting a promotion because your boss or your manager sees that you have this attitude where you're unwilling to learn something new. And maybe they haven't stated it directly to you, but they... um, they see you as not as great of a leader because you aren't willing to be humble and and show humility and and recognize that you always have room to grow and always have room to learn. So sometimes hearing something like and this is why it's important when you do feel like you already know what something means and um you actually don't. Sometimes it's because you just need to hear something stated in a different way or you need to see it from another angle to be able to fully understand. Maybe the person that you first learned it from or the textbook or wherever you first learned it from didn't do a really great job of explaining it. And so somebody that was able to to say it to you in terms that relate to you 
will uh, expand your mind and then it'll click. You'll have this aha moment. But you do, you really do yourself a disservice when you cut yourself off from learning more. So that's one of the major ways that you are self-sabotaging without even realizing it. The next way that you might be self-sabotaging is by avoiding criticism. So if you were to choose to express yourself unapologetically, like just lay it out on the table, do you think that it's possible that nobody would ever criticize you? Probably not really likely, right? So if you've never been criticized, anyone who hasn't been criticized, which I don't know if that's been anyone, but um, if you have never been criticized or you, it's been a while since you've been criticized, you're likely playing small. So when you avoid criticism by censoring yourself or people-pleasing um, or saying what you think others like say my, my stepson has a habit of doing this. I can tell when he's just saying what he thinks that I want to hear and I'll have to like call him out on it. Um, because I recognize like what he's doing and what you're doing if you are just saying what you think someone wants to hear is you're inadvertently, you're holding yourself back. You're not truly fully expressing yourself. Um, it's taking you away from a learning opportunity and it's also taking you away from being able to think for yourself and understand why you feel the way that you do or why you believe what you do. And sometimes in some cases you may not even, um, you may start to kind of lose yourself in the habit of people pleasing so that you can avoid criticism. So just like, um, just like other things that we've talked about, criticism doesn't always have to be a bad thing. I think criticism is a good tool that can force you to challenge your beliefs. And in that challenge, it can help you either reaffirm them. You can say, hmm, this person has criticized me or questioned me. And I've taken some time to really dig deeper and decide, you know, that this really is something that I truly believe in. So despite the criticism, I'm going to move forward with this thought. Or you, it can make you realize, hmm, maybe that belief or that thought wasn't serving me. Maybe I didn't understand it in the way that I thought that I did, and so I would like to change this belief. So I like to think of criticism and failure as the cousins of success. So they might not be your favorite family members, but they all come as a package deal. So it's just kind of inevitable. If you want to be successful, you've got to allow criticism and failure and some of the scary things to come along the ride with you, and that's totally okay. So no need to avoid criticism um, and also it's okay to admit when you don't know things. So those are the two so far. And then the last way that you may unknowingly be self-sabotaging is through not asking for help. So somewhere along the line, and I'm just going to speak to the women here. Um, I don't know if I have any male listeners, but I... <laughs> Anyway, we were, if women, as women, we were given the message that we should be able to do it all. But then if we're not keeping our house clean and we're not taking care of the kids and we're not slaying our dream career, then cooking dinner and then pleasing your partner and looking sexy as hell in the process, then you start to feel that you're somehow falling short. But here's the real truth. You can't do it all alone and you shouldn't have to do it alone with no help. 
And so one of the benefits of building strong relationships is being able to ask for help. That's one of the biggest um, parts of a good friendship or relationship is having a two-way kind of connection where if one person needs support, they can ask. And then maybe another time, you're not necessarily keeping score, but you, you know that you can rely on this person to be there when you need something. But so many people feel uncomfortable asking for help. And an example of this is we recently had a friend over that took good care of me while Jason was deployed. Um, I had a situation where my car wouldn't start and she brought her husband over and they stayed all day to help me first of all figure out what was wrong and then when I needed to go to the parts store and buy a new battery and they like her husband replaced the battery, no questions asked. Um, but then when the tables turned and her husband was deployed, she needed help with something related to her dog and she felt bad asking. And I was like, girl, like this is what we're here for. Why would I expect that you're just going to drop everything? You and your husband are going to drop everything and help me if I wouldn't do the same for you. So just remember that it's perfectly fine and it's sometimes just absolutely necessary to ask for help. Don't be afraid to reach out and just remember that um, that it can be a form of self-sabotage even though you may not see it that way. So while these may all three not be obvious ways that you hold yourself back from living a more fulfilled life, they really do make a big difference. And the more that you're able to uncover the underlying culprits that keep you stuck, the more consistent that you're going to become in reaching your goals. So if you want to learn more about how you can get your mindset and your habits to work in your favor, be sure to check out the All or Something Living Crash Course. Now next week, I'm going to share with you three surprising facts about body positivity. So if you haven't delved into the world of body positivity, you might find this really interesting. Or if you have and you have some preconceived notions about it, I highly recommend that you listen. Take um, the advice from the first way that you self-sabotage and remind yourself that it's okay to not know everything um, and to let your guard down and learn something new. So can't wait to talk to you again next week. But until then, just remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.